the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'll write it and we'll do it live. What's up, man? What's up? How you in at work? Got fired yesterday. For real? I thought you had a day off yesterday. I did. Now, your mama told me what happened to you yesterday. What? That was stupid. How the hell are you going to get fired on your day off? You got to be stupid to get fired on your day off. My name's Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Yeah, you gotta be stupid to get fired on your day off. Everybody's talking about Bill O'Reilly. Got fired while he's on vacation. We were hearing about it while he was posting pictures of himself shaking hands with the Pope. I don't know, maybe he went there for repentance. I don't know, uh, not being Catholic, we'll ask, uh, we'll ask my guest to speak on that when we get done with the intro. But, uh, you know, everybody's talking about it. We're all out of place because our Fox News uh, evenings aren't the same anymore without uh, O'Reilly and Hannity. Man, it's been, a, it's been a mixed bag. It's been the year of Tucker Carlson. But, man, we're gonna, just going to have to adjust to, to hearing the news through somebody else's eyes. Although, you know, uh, O'Reilly was getting on my nerves a little bit anyway at times because he's he tries he over he oversells the fact that how how uh, fair and balanced he is. Sometimes he's so fair and balanced he has no no common sense. But uh, I guess that's everybody at times. But anyway, before we go before we go any further and talk about what's going on and everything that's happening, everything that everything is happening and my interpretation of it, so you know how to think about it because. Everyone has an opinion, and you're all entitled to mine. Let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located here in Southern California, offices all over the place. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, day or night. Toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone because you're stealing time from your boss, and you don't want anyone to know your personal business at work, go to WCCLoans.com. That's W-C-C-L-O-A-N-S.com. We have all kinds of mortgage information for you, and if you want to apply for a loan or get some information, click on the Loan Center, go to Apply Now, and give me as much information as you'd like to give me and tell me how much information you want. Or you can email me first, click on the contact page and uh, fill out the form. It goes right to me and my team. You'll hear back from me or one of my teammates. If there's any part of the show you want repeated, go to edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page to listen to it on demand anytime. You can also get the main event podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe for free and have it automatically download. Be sure to connect with the show on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. And uh, like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash the main event Ed Hoffman. And we also have a new feature for you. Are you ready? Are you ready? You've been hearing my intro every week for nine and a half years. Okay, I'm adding something new. Get ready. Get your, get your numbers. Uh, get your pens ready. We have a new feature for you. The main event listener hotline. Yes, it's not the same as 
Hannity's or Larry Elder's, this is the main event listener hotline where you can leave me a voicemail. Tell me what you think of the show. You know what I always say? Everyone has an opinion and you're all entitled to mine. Well, now, now I want to hear yours. So call the main event listener hotline. Are you ready? 855-640-2092. It's almost like my regular number, 855-640-2020. It's 855-640-2092. What number is that? 855-640-2092. Keep it short, keep it sane, but give it to me straight. I'll be playing uh, some of your messages on the show from time to time. Uh, so no, per- oh, keep your profanity to one letter. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from you. 855 640 2092. Okay, so uh, as I was uh, before, I before I, we start talking about our first, uh, uh, our starting talking about the the news of the week. Let me introduce my uh, my sidekick today. As often, Mr. Scott McAfee, proprietor of uh, Don's Bikes in Rialto and Redlands, top 100 bike shops in the nation. If you're looking for a bike, he's the man. And if you're looking for uh, you know, one of the top two uh, top two political commentators in the country. He's one of them. I'm one of one of the most respected political analysts in the nation, along with yourself, Ed. Exactly. You know, so we uh, we analyze, we uh, we listen, we think, we give you the answers, so you know what you think. We report, and you decide. Uh, no, we decided, and then we report. Oh, we okay. decide, and then you then we report, <laughs> so you don't have to decide. So if you listen to the show on a regular, regular basis, you probably also watch Fox News a, a certain amount. And you're, well, and you're aware that Bill O'Reilly was fired this week. Fox News Channel and its parent company, 21st Century Fox, or its parent corp, uh, News Corp, reached settlement agreements with five different women who filed sexual harassment claims against O'Reilly Factor Host. Although the individual payouts are confidential, the total amount divided among them is believed to be about $13 million. O'Reilly is expected to get... I've heard from twenty-five to forty million dollars in severance, which I don't know. I don't think he probably needs money, but he was making eighteen million dollars a year, which just amazes me that a guy like that isn't smarter than he is. But uh, here's the background on some of the accusers before we start making some comment. Well, maybe we'll some make some comments along the way. Uh, here's the background. Remember, not all these women are included in the five who receive settlements. Two of them are being uh, represented by Gloria Allred's daughter, Lisa Bloom. Lisa Bloom, who uh, looks just like Gloria Allred, only younger and thinner, and uh, talks just like her. And uh, Lisa Bloom, uh, Lisa Bloom's uh, clients have been advised not to ask for money. Hmm. I'm filing a lawsuit, but not for money. You're just doing it for the principle of the thing. Well, okay. Mm. Just for the principle, which basically means... What? Publicity? I don't know. These women want publicity? No, I don't know. That O'Reilly wanted to sleep with them? Or was saying saying stuff to them? Is that good publicity? I guess any publicity is good publicity. I guess. Okay, so uh, here's the accusers. Uh, So first, former news anchor Lori Dew lodged sexual harassment complaints against uh, O'Reilly and Roger Ailes in 2016. Her settlement reportedly won million. You know what? It's like, uh, whatever happened to Lori Dew? We used to see her on, uh, we didn't even notice she was gone because uh, they all look the same. They got they have a factory there. I think Rush Limbaugh said at one time he thinks Roger Ailes had a factory there where he, where he, uh, where he manufactures blonde-headed uh, 
news, anchors. news anchors. I was looking for <laughs> I was looking for the the word there. In January, former Fox contributor Juliet Huddy received one point six million dollar settlement over complaints that O'Reilly had pursued a sexual relationship with her in two thousand eleven. While in control of her airtime, well, that's not good. Her lawyers described an incident where O'Reilly tried to kiss her. She pulled away and fell to the ground. He refused to assist her, then allegedly re- worked to blunt her career prospects. Well, it just seems like a weird scenario. You know, she falls to the ground and she still wants him to like help her. I just seem weird. Doesn't that seem kind of weird? Uh, especially if you ever really wanted to get a kiss. So uh, she fell to the ground. He tried to kiss her. You know what's funny is no she tried to he tried to kiss her and then she tried to push away and she falls to the ground and then he doesn't give her a hand up. Well, he's bigger than her. Okay, so well. she should get more athletically inclined. She should so be able she, to get up on her, on her own. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Well, if you push away, you should be able to push him down. <laughs> okay, push him down. If you're really if you're really offended, if you're really offended, push him down. I don't know. These things all seem kind of you know what? It's funny. It's since the beginning of time. I know that I know that I have adult kids. You have adult kids. Yep. But none of them are married yet, right? Uh, correct. One is engaged, actually, as of this year. So. Okay, so my adult kids, uh, we have to keep reminding them, reminding all three of them and their spouses that they didn't invent sex, and they didn't invent uh, human behavior and, uh, or, or parenting or any of that stuff, because they think they did. They have to explain to us how things work in the world, and we have to remind them, hey, you know how you got here? You didn't invent sex. Okay, so, so, and the reference to that is the reference to that is that men and women, men pursue women today. Well, in in our in the old days, men pursued women. Now, women seem to pursue men. But human behavior is human behavior, right? Well, I guess you know it's it's fair to say men have a sex drive, and there's also this thing that we have that's supposed to mediate you know that drive into society. It's called a brain. Yes, and if you don't do that effectively, you can have problems. Like this, maybe is a case example of just that. That is correct, and uh, we'll and we'll talk about that side too. Yep. Because I'm 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 torn on both sides of this thing. Sure. Though so there's uh, two other names that I don't I've never heard of these people: Rebecca Gomez Diamond and Rachel Whitley Bernstein. That rounds out the uh, the women. They're on they're on the the list of. Uh, do they get settlements or they're on they're with Lisa Bloom? I think they got they got settlements. So then here we have Dr. Wendy Walsh, who appeared weekly on O'Reilly Factor segment in 2013, accused O'Reilly of propositioning her to come up to his Los Angeles hotel suite after dinner in which he promised to help her obtain a Fox News contributor deal. After she said she didn't want to go to his hotel room, O'Reilly allegedly became irate and said, forget all that career advice I gave you. She never became a Fox News contributor. Okay. Here's a similar a similar story. Caroline Heldman, Occidental College professor. Um, apparently this is not sexual harassment, gender discrimination for saying he called her hysterical. Now the story that I heard was uh she went on O'Reilly Factor, they got in an argument, he called her hysterical, and then she got offended and and went went uh toe to toe with him and to rip him a new one about what hysterical means when you call it to a woman versus when you uh say it to a man. And apparently when they aired the show, they cut that part out and then she was never invited back on the show again. That's amazing. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, I did. I never thought that hysterical was that bad of a word. Nor did I, hmm. but I, we didn't, uh, we never thought of, uh, what was the word that somebody called, uh, Barack Obama articulate Is clean, that 
No, they called it when when he was running. He's really articulate. Oh, that's not that's not a. I think that was the word they used. Hmm. Um, and they said you can't say that say that about a black man. Why? Articulate. That means he speaks well, or he's very he's explained things good. Um, the former former the five and outnumbered host Andrea Tanteros who's one of the ones that we actually know who they are, mm-hmm. uh, whose case is still ongoing because she filed a $50 million lawsuit against Roger Ailes and Fox, claimed in her lawsuit that O'Reilly made unwanted advances on her, including inviting her out to his Long Island home where he said it would be very private. Her therapist gave a deposition that referenced a number of occasions when Andrea complained to me about recurring un- unwanted advances from Bill O'Reilly. Well, I don't know that that was the best place to get your... I'm going to have my therapist testify. Yeah, I don't think that really sounds good to have your therapist testify. Obviously, maybe you got some problems there. And then uh, here's the last one on our list. Perkita Burgess, who said that when she worked near O'Reilly's office in 2008, he frequently grunted at her, looked at her cleavage, and called her hot chocolate. Apparently, she's black. So, uh, I don't know. I didn't think hot chocolate is. Is that offensive? I don't. I, I thought that would be. I, I don't know. I don't know how you take that. And I guess you know. But what about being grunted at? I mean, what did that sound like? Oh, oh mm, I mean, maybe went. Mm. <laughs> Is that a grunt? That's what you say. Mm, I kind of like them French fried potatoes. Mm. Okay. Maybe he's uh But you know what? What I think about when I think about when I hear these things, right? As I think about, you go on O'Reilly's show. You you know what? If you want to be on on the show to get to get publicity, you don't attack them. Does it remind you of anybody? Uh, well, yeah, 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 it does. Well, and I was going to say that's certainly one of the things we want to talk about, but I don't know what the details of everything that was said. We're never going to know the details on that, but it looks like Bill O'Reilly is either is either being railroaded or he's really a jerk. Yeah, and I think there's probably some of both. And and yep. and on one side of the coin, I say, hey, you make eighteen million dollars a year. You make eighteen million dollars a year. You're divorced. You have an 11-year-old son. You have a 19-year-old daughter. You're in the public eye. You work at Fox News. You know what? When you make that kind of money, everybody knows how much money you make. And they're in a sea of temptation there. Put on your put on your uh, your tunnel vision and use your brain. Go do your job. Be friendly and go home. Yeah, and you know... I mean, there's so many aspects to this thing. I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, obviously, you you hire female employees. You have female employees. I have female employees as well as female customers. I am really hypersensitive to this issue. Where, like, yeah, I mean, you have to be. I would never, ever want to give any inkling of any innuendo of anything because certainly with the age of the internet, you can put it all over the place. So I'm I'm really hypersensitive, and I I let my employees know, like, look, we don't we don't date. I don't recommend you date customers, get involved with customers, or even your fellow employees. It's just not a good idea. Nope, it's uh. Uh, I was thinking of a uh, of a uh, a reference. I don't know if I should say it on the radio, but mm. but you know what? Just leave the, leave the, especially for O'Reilly. Everybody right. everywhere he goes, everybody knows him. So why don't you just be sensitive to the fact that you've got a reputation to uphold? Of course, apparently he not always had that great of a reputation. But uh, you got everybody knows where you are. Everybody everybody has a video camera around you at every time because they're on everybody's phones. Right, pretty much. Be sensitive and just... Yeah, especially somebody like him that, like, you know how many people want to bring Bill O'Reilly down? Lots. Lots. Yes, and apparently there's been a campaign to get advertisers to go away from him. Right. Which is scary. 
Yep. And I, I think also just to add to this, I mean, we certainly have, we, the conservatives, we have an image of people that are in the media. And just because they're conservative, just because they share ideals doesn't mean they're good, honest, you know, reputable people. Obviously, think of a great example. And I'm not going to share this person's name on the air. Ed knows exactly who I'm talking about. But this is one of the most prominent conservative individuals. This person has been on Fox numerous times prominent conservative individuals out there and i listened while ed interviewed this individual and and i thought to myself either this individual has a mental problem they're uh, having a really bad day or they're on drugs because th- this this was awful to the point where you had to edit out like most of the interview yes. and again i don't i don't want to name names because i don't believe in feeding on our own so to speak but uh, again the image doesn't always match up with reality yeah i interviewed this person twice on the air one time uh they didn't tell me how long I had to interview this person, and we went on about 20 minutes, and this person said, well, you know, uh, that's about, uh, aren't we, when are we going to stop? Right in the middle of the interview. Okay. So this time I said, how long do I have? This person called and said, hey, I have this much time. Does anyone want to interview me? In between these two shows, I'll be making an appearance on, and uh, and that happened to be when I was recording. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll, inter- I'll interview this person, and... Uh, and I said, "How long do I have? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut her off before she cuts me off." Oh, so I got a. So it was had like 20 minutes. So I, I'll cut it at about 12. And this person just, I was gonna cut the whole thing out. It was really, really bad. And I think everybody in the station was like floored. And I will including tell myself. I know. And I'll tell. I say, well, I, next time they ask if I want to inter- interview this person, uh, uh-uh. uh, nope, 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 nope. And it's someone I think is fairly intelligent and had sponsored events. Anyway, oh yeah, no for it's, sure. It's uh anyway, but that's hey, if you if you want to if you want to get booted off, just go toe to toe with the person that's inviting you on. But uh most of CNN's primetime shows on Wednesday, you know, after this got announced, it got announced on the news, but they didn't really say much about it on Fox News. All day that's all CNN uh and MSNBC were talking talking about Here's a senior media correspondent, Brian Stetler, talking to Don Lemon on The Murdochs, uh, who own Fox, uh, two weeks ago, commissioned an investigation from a law firm called Paul Weiss. Why? Because Wendy Walsh made a phone call to Fox uh, reporting what she says was harassment by O'Reilly. So as a result of her phone call, an investigation took place. We don't know exactly what the Murdochs found, but what they found was enough to essentially push O'Reilly out. He won't say goodbye. He won't be back. His show is no longer even called The O'Reilly Factor. He's been canceled which is an astonishing development, Don. I've never really seen anything like this in cable news. And here's O'Reilly's statement to the media was, it's tremendously disheartening that we part ways due to completely unfounded claims. But that's unfortunate reality that many of us in the public eye must live with today. I will always look back on my time with Fox with great pride and unprecedented success we achieved and in my deepest gratitude to all my dedicated viewers. I wish only the best for Fox News Channel. Upon hearing that statement, Wendy Walsh, who was the... uh, uh, the doctor who appeared on that, um, this is what her response was. The only word I take exception there is the word unfounded. Um, I sub- was subjected to two hours of grilling by four Fox attorneys. Um, I, my attorney, David McGriff, my entertainment attorney from 2013, also testified. Uh, they interviewed three or four of my colleagues and friends. They did a deep investigation. I also provided them with lots of email evidence. So unfounded? No, they did their investigation. Hey, Scott, do you have an entertainment attorney? No, but I want to get one. Do I have to be entertaining to get one? Um, I think you qualify, but... Score! My, my, my concern is, do I need an entertainment attorney? Like, when I go to the movies, do I have to, do I have to say, well, 
people in the people in the community know who I am, and people in the community have cameras. Am I? Is it going to be a bad move for me legally to go see a movie like uh, Office Christmas Party, or uh, you know maybe uh, um, you know The Hangover Eight, or? Uh, are people going to think less of me if I go to see one of those brainless movies that sometimes you just want to watch a brainless movie and laugh a little bit and unwind, de-stress? Well, maybe you're just unclear about what an entertainment attorney does. I mean, to me, it's somebody that i got to consult with every time I want to crack a joke, like at the bike shop. Exactly. It's a, hey, is this legal? Usually, I consider, I consider Dan <laughs> our entertainment attorney. Dan, can I say this on the air? And he always says no. Uh, you know, the big thing, though, what I find most disturbing is that obviously, whether you like Bill O'Reilly or not, whether he's a jerk or not, we have lost one more conservative voice out there in the media, you know, and, and that kind of stinks because we're becoming pretty soon. It's just me, you and Ed, me, me and you, Ed. Yeah. And, and, for, Ed. and for the uh, and and when you know, when you go home at night, typically I go home from a stressful day. Don and I have dinner. We we, uh, you know, de-stress a little bit, watch a little, you know, it used to be a. Uh, Greta Van Susteren, and then you had uh, Hannity, and then you had uh, uh, who'd you have? Then you had um, O'Reilly, and mm-hmm. then there was somebody else on there. Then they oh, then they well, added then, Megan Kelly for a while. Then they so. then they moved uh, Greta to uh, to seven o'clock Eastern, so it was on four o'clock. So I didn't have to watch her because she wasn't all. She was kind of boring. That was the time when I really got to pay attention to what Don made for dinner. And then uh, then they moved. Then we'd come home and watch. Uh, um, who was first? Was it Hannity? Hannity at six, Hannity. and then then, uh, then Megyn o- Kelly at seven, and and O'Reilly at eight, and then uh, Megyn Kelly got beat up on by Trump, and she got to be. She goes. She probably thought in her head, "I'm a woman before I'm a conservative. Don't insult me as a woman, or else I'm gonna stop using. I'm gonna start you stop using my brain." <laughs> so well, so then she got to be a little bit uncomfortable to listen to and in comes tucker carlson tucker carlson who is awesome he but is you know good. what between hannity and tucker carlson and and o'reilly it really kind of rounded out you had a you had a balanced a balanced evening of right of i never liked though, the fact that that uh, o'reilly always read off that teleprompter did you find that annoying that he kept reading off the teleprompter you know we, we got to read along with him or was that just me that thought that was annoying? Uh, you know, at the start of his monologue, you know, where it's like, it's you got the right. Oh, yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about? Uh, no, talking points. Talking points. He talks. He refers to talking points as though talking points is a person. <laughs> talking points believes that. Yeah, that was, I always, I thought maybe that was just a new term that I was unfamiliar with. But just the fact you had to read it along with him. It's like, I don't need to read it along with you. Do you know? Yeah, that's true. Okay, and sometimes he didn't say the same things, and it confused me. (laughs) I thought it was I thought it was a closed caption for the hearing impaired. (laughs) But uh, hey, but whatever it is. But you know what? uh, In talking about this, we dug up a a little clip that apparently I'm the only one that doesn't uh, doesn't hear this on hear this when uh, Brian Whitman plays it on the radio in the morning. But uh, apparently O'Reilly has a history of losing his cool. And uh, let's play a little piece of this clip that from uh, when uh, I don't know if this was the late 80s or the early 90s when O'Reilly had hair and he was on Inside Edition. That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a I I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. Sucks. Yeah. Five, four, three. 
That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Yep. You know, it's just not quite the same without all the F-bombs in there, though, Ed. Yeah, we had to edit it because this is radio, and Dan, we asked Dan, can we play this? He said, nope. Mm, too bad. He made, us, he made us cut out all the bad words, and it just puts a little different flavor to it when you hear O'Reilly going crazy, and you see him doing it on the video. Maybe you can uh, Google that or YouTube it because it's... It's pretty damn funny. It's uh, it gives you a little a little different uh, picture of uh, of Bill O'Reilly. So we got a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. How much time we got left in the first half, there, Dan? Not very much. So, uh, so did you know that tax day? Tax day is April fifteenth, isn't it? Yes. Do you know why it was April eighteenth this year? No. Well, apparently, I figured it. I figured it was because Easter was Easter was on Sunday. You know how when Christmas falls on Sunday. Everybody gets the day off on Monday because you're entitled to Christmas off, so they don't take that away from you. But I thought, well, Easter's on Sunday. Well, Easter's always on Sunday. So why is Monday a federal holiday? Apparently, it was uh, Emancipation Day, um, which most people don't really know what Emancipation Day is. But it honors the day Abraham Lincoln signed the Compensated Emancipation Act on April 16, 1862. Uh, This freed thousands of slaves living in Washington, D.C., uh, apparently you didn't know about it because it only affects people in Washington, D.C., where it remains a legal holiday. And uh, not the same as when the 13th Amendment was signed in three years later, which was uh, January 31st, 1865. So April 16th, April 15th fell on uh, on a Sunday this year. And if I didn't know better, I'd swear they're just using it as an excuse to get the day off. I think it is. That's uh, federal holidays. Anyway, we're out of time for part one of the main event. Uh, stay tuned for five minutes of uh, weather, traffic, and commercials. And Scott and I will be right back with you with part two. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We don't talk about mortgages or, fun or real estate, but there's a lot of stuff happening in that. We don't talk much about it on the radio because it's boring if you're not in the market. But if you're in the market for uh, to buy a house refinance a house or get a reverse mortgage and you want to talk to someone who thinks like you and if you're still listening you and i must think a lot alike call me toll free at 855-640-2020 i'll help you walk you through whatever you're thinking about doing and i'll uh, and and actually if it's the wrong thing to do i'll talk you out of it i promise also let me remind you of the main event listener hotline 855-640-2092 if you want to give your opinion on uh, on what you're hearing on the main event, be nice or be uh, be mean. I don't care. But if you want to get played on the radio, keep your uh, profanity to one letter. Uh, 855-640-2092. So we've been talking about in the... Oh, and I and forgot to reintroduce you, Scott. Scott McAfee, Don's Bikes, and my, uh, and my regular sidekick here um, in the studio with, with me today. We're talking about... Uh, well, right now we're talking about tax day. We are. We've been talking about, you know, hey, how come tax day landed on April 18th? I don't know. I filed an extension anyway, so who cares? So what? Who cares? You filed your taxes on time? Yes, I did. That's good. You have to pay, write a big check? Uh, Actually, I got, no, I paid a ton throughout the year, so I actually got some back, but that just gets applied to next estimated tax. Look, I'm losing half my income. I don't care how you coming and going. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, right? and, uh, yeah and it's, uh, and and the and the bill oh, we'll talk about the bill that that Trump signed into mm-hmm. to uh to off, into uh his executive order from this week but we'll talk about it in in uh, three subjects up so let's see if we can get through this so um as you so the as you probably heard 
tax day, the 18th Tuesday this week, um, there were some marches in New York, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Chicago, and a particularly violent one at Berkeley, all of them designed to draw attention to Trump's tax returns. Here's a recap from ABC News. In Berkeley, California today, a melee violence flared between pro and anti-Trump demonstrators. A clash complete with firecrackers and pepper spray. Police in riot gear standing by. At least 15 demonstrators are now under arrest. Lock him up. It sounds about as idiotic as the pink hat parade yeah. the day after inauguration. I resent leftists stealing our slogan, said. Lock him up is our slogan. It's yeah, not that's, theirs. That's for Hillary. Go create your own slogans. Exactly. And, uh, and you notice that these people that don't even know how to read a tax return, much less Donald Trump's tax return, which is probably about 10 feet thick, uh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't know what they're looking at anyway. Well, not, not and only- the guys that are protesting... Don't even pay taxes. No, they don't. Well, not only that, but we just got, didn't we just get some of Trump's tax returns on Rachel Maddow? Oh, yeah. So what did we learn, Ed? We learned he's rich. We learned he's rich. And he pays a lot of taxes. And he pays a lot of taxes. Do you, what do you want? You want more years of that? Yeah, I mean, you, I don't... yeah. What What do people want? You can only, Trump gave up all his income. He gave up his company to his kids. Oh, yeah. Well, that's his kids. They're going to give the money back. Whatever. He can't He can't win. Now, listen to how the media characterized these rallies. ABC's report was obviously written to convince viewers they were entirely grassroots when uh, they clearly organized, they were clearly organized and paid for. Today, the president tried not to let tens of thousands of tax day protesters ruin his Easter, attending services at the Palm Beach Church, where he married the first lady and where his son Barron was baptized. Earlier, the president tweeted, someone should look into who paid for the small organized rallies yesterday. The election is over. Those rallies were organized in 150 cities and towns nationwide. But small and paid for, not so much. Do you think he's going to get this message? I think he'll see it, and I think that he'll construe it as something else, like we're paid protesters and we're not constituents of the United States, but that's not true. Well, she's wrong. It is true. Tax Day Marches have an official website, taxmarch.org. That makes it clear the whole thing was heavily organized and funded. Breitbart News pointed out that the tax march listed the uh, following seven groups, six of which are either funded by George Soros or tied to Soros financing. American Federation of Teachers, Americans for Tax Fairness, Center for Popular Democracy, The Indivisible Project, MoveOn.org, Our Revolution, and The Working Families Party. And according to USA Today, the same group that organized the Women's March in January also also pitched in. The paper described the Tax Day marches as a sequel to the, to the Women's March. Look, this is again, this this is an issue that's dead and over. I was actually kind of shocked that they brought this back up again because I figured it was over. It's kind of like the Russian connection. That's that's like dead. Yeah, can you does does it look like he's friends with the Russians? No. Did he look like he paid his taxes, Ed? He looks like he did. They better come up with something better than this, Ed. That's all I'm saying. His 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 airplane and his airplane seems to still have gas in it. <laughs> and I think he donated his uh donated his salary. I guess he was said he was going to take no salary, and I guess that's against the law. So he donated the four hundred thousand dollars salary to the to the uh, armed forces. I thought it was National Park Service. I thought it was the hmm. the, okay. the veterans guy. Did he do hmm. the National Park Service? I thought it was National Parks. I think you're wrong, but really, okay. I could be. Uh, 
Yeah. I never really really investigated. I okay. said he wanted to give it to the vets. Okay. So um, so uh, let's see where was it? Oh, you know, and you know what's funny is I was thinking about this last night. <clears throat> UC Berkeley, they had a riot there um, when uh, Milo guy the from yes uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, the guy from uh, Breitbart, mm-hmm. was going to speak there. Now they're having a riot there uh, because of tax day, and then they uh, they're protesting Ann Coulter coming to speak next week, and uh, they canceled her, and they're they're and they and they said that they couldn't they couldn't they canceled it on the saying that we can't guarantee her safety or anybody else's safety. So I was starting to think about this. Who runs the University of California system? Is that Janet Napolitano? Good point, Ed. So let's 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 bring back some memories because some of you guys don't have these memories or you don't put them together so i'm gonna help you do that so janet napolitano was the governor of arizona janet napolitano said hey if the federal government is is not going to uh enforce our border we will and then we're going to send the bill to the federal government shortly thereafter barack hussein obama promotes janet napolitano to secretary of homeland security so now she's entire. Now she's now she's uh, in in charge of enforcing the border. Then uh, Sharon Angle, the uh, the new uh, governor of Arizona, goes after the same thing. She wants to protect the border, and Janet Napolitano files a lawsuit against the state of Arizona for butting their nose in where the federal government's in charge of that border. Then, for some reason, she steps down from being the the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security and takes over the the University of California system and she can't keep people at Berkeley safe. You know, I, I will say this. I mean, I try not to get too emotionally riled up about things the left does, but the idea of shutting down people who just want to come onto a, co- a public, this is public school, a public college campus and speak, they're shutting them down and you're telling me they can't be protected what, what what's going on here? I mean, these people, whoever they are, if they're member, if I don't know if they're students or they're not students, or these goofy looking nerds with their black masks, they should be hauled off to jail, right? Yep. Hauled off to jail. They're destroying property. They're threatening people. Uh, in some cases, it's macing people. How is this continuing to happen? I don't I don't I don't understand this at all. If if they're students, they should be expelled. Exactly. Take them out. Put them in jail. Then expel them. <laughs> then expel them. Then yeah. expel them. Hey, you don't get to go to school here. Behave yourself. You know what, you guys that are, you parents that are out there paying for your kids to go to college when they're when they're right out of high school, all you're doing is paying for them to go smoke weed and party anyway. So maybe give them a couple of years. I think we should in, in institute the draft again and let these kids go experience the world, learn how to make their own bed, get away from mommy and daddy for a couple of years, let them uh, learn some discipline, and then decide what they want to do. See see something of the world. How you know. Uh, uh, do something for their for their country, whether that's in the army, the navy, the air force, the marines, the peace corps, the forestry service, something, something where you're actually doing something for the country and you don't get paid, but some minimal amount and room and board, and you see some of the world, you get a little worldly education and come back and then decide what you want to do with your life because 18 years old people don't know what they want to do with their life. Right, and it is interesting as you get out in the world more and more, your political viewpoints tend to change because you got to deal with reality instead of like some theory in some Berkeley classroom. Um, but ultimately, though, if you ask yourself the question, what are what are the people at Berkeley afraid of by letting Milo Yiannopoulos or Ann Coulter come onto their campus? They're just going to talk. What are they afraid of, Ed? Well, you know what the 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 one thing that I notice is when when uh, conservative people talk, they talk logic. Hey, you know what? Think about this. 
if this happens and that happens, then what happens? You know, uh, Van Jones put out a thing on Twitter, This uh, who was the, the green jobs czar originally in, uh, in the uh, Obama administration. He, uh, he put out a, a, a video saying that, you know, Trump is against the coal miners because all these coal miners, are when he repeals, re- repeals Obamacare, they're going to lose their insurance. Yeah, but they're, gonna, they're getting their jobs back, and they're going to get insurance through their jobs now because Obama shut down the coal industry, and, and Trump's opening it back up. And now that so there, there's no logic in, in what the uh, in what the, the the liberals say. And if you and if you talk to them, talk to them, all they know is the little things that they're told to say. Here's here's our points. Here's what you say. And if you if they say this, but they can't explain the roots of anything. No, there's no logic basis for for most of this. We need to get rid of Trump. Why? He's racist. What makes him racist? Uh, I don't know. You know, when, you, when they when they interview the the protesters at the Trump uh, rallies before he got elected, what are you protesting? Trump, he's he's bad. Why is he bad? I don't want to say it on camera. That's because they don't know. They weren't told. Right here, here's fifty bucks, and here's a sign. Go protest. So let's talk about let's talk about a few other things while we still have still have some time left this this week. Uh, President Trump signed several executive orders this week. The one we liked the best was was uh, Friday when he uh, he signed the uh, tax reform, some kind of tax reform executive order. I don't think it has a has a name yet, but it says that uh, the, he's ordering the Treasury Department to investigate the 2016 tax code and see if it was uh, a burden on taxpayers. So they should they should call us. Here's here's the surveyor. Hey Scott, did you did you pay your taxes this year? Yes, I did. Was I, it uncomfortable? It was extremely uncomfortable. I had to pay fifty percent. Yes, give wow. or take. You must you must do pretty well. Well, I, but I lose half my income, Ed. So that kind of makes it not so fun anymore to actually. Which you know, means if you made a, if you made a two hundred thousand, you did this. You got to live just like the guy who made fifty thousand. <laughs> pretty much, they it's kind of like taxes. Well, the whole system's based on punishing success and rewarding failure, right? Exactly. I mean, isn't that it? That's it because everybody, you know, the world isn't fair. It's equal, but it's not fair. Everybody has the same opportunity, but everybody has the same unfairness in the world, and it's just not fair. Okay. That's what the kids say. The snow, right. the snowflakes. So, uh President Trump uh, signed in addition to that tax thing which I don't have a name for, he signed the Buy American, Hire American order, which calls for reforms in the H1B visa program. Uh, for foreign workers to make it harder for American companies to hire employees from foreign countries. If you don't know what the H-1B visa program, it allows companies to employ graduate level workers in information technology, engineering, and science occupations. The program is very popular in Silicon Valley where, you know, you got Google and Apple and all those places. And almost 70% of the visas go to workers from India. Yes. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> uh, with laid off American workers standing behind him, President signed the executive order during his visit to Snap-on Tools headquarters in Kenosha, Wisconsin. This election, the American people voted to end the theft of American prosperity. They voted to bring back their jobs and to bring back their dreams into our country. With this action, we are sending a powerful signal to the world We're going to defend our workers, protect our jobs, and finally put America first. It's America first. You better believe it. 
I personally have no problem with that. You know, why has this never been a platform of the Democrat Party? I never hear them say this. And you would think if there was one issue where we could actually agree upon, that we could actually agree upon, it would be the idea of buying American and hiring American workers. But I, I never hear this come out of the Democrats' mouth, Ed. Well, here's, here's, another, here's another thought. When I was in school, they always refer, when you go through U.S. history, remember them talking about America as a melting pot? Right. Where people came from all different cultures and we all melted into an American culture. Right. Today, today it seems like all these different cultures come and we have to respect their culture. Well, why didn't they stay there if they wanted to keep their culture? You come from another country that has a different culture and you really want to preserve that culture, stay in that country. Well, you're talking about the concept of multiculturalism, which, of course, is a big platform of the left, where, again, we're supposed to be, I don't know, was it respectful? or we're, Yeah, we're supposed to, like, adapt to their cultures as opposed to the other way around. Uh, big, big problem, Ed. So Our culture's a, better. I'm sorry. It so just it's is. A, it's a little problem. Hey, are we Americans? Are we pro-American? Well, well, there's some people that think that some people that seem to think that's a problem. But here are some resistant ideas to targeting H-1B visa program. Here's Mark Cuban. Owner of the uh, Texas uh, Mavericks, is it? I think so. Yeah. Texas I mean, Mavericks. He's got like 150. The businesses. Dallas Maverick. Dallas Mavericks. Maver- so he's he's the guy from Shark Tank. Um, also, he was a guy that apparently was being vetted by both sides. I'm trying to think if it was uh, Hannity or O'Reilly that interviewed him and said, "Well, I'm being vetted to be possibly vice president on both sides. Which which side do you lean towards?" I haven't really. No, I'm thinking it would be good if I was vice president. He doesn't care if it was Hillary or Trump. Uh, so you know, I don't. You know, he's he's a billionaire, so he obviously has something going on for him. But uh, here's Mark Cuban on Tucker Carlson's show this week, claiming that targeting the H-1B pro- program uh, runs counter to free market capitalism. Where there is better talent external that and that's global, we have to go get them. Otherwise, those people are going to go to other companies around the world. They're going to come in and compete with our companies. And not only will the job be lost that was given to the right. better talent, but the companies that needed them, all those other people that work for those companies may lose their jobs as well. So I mean, from the bigger picture, and right. look, Tucker, either you believe in capitalism, either you believe in the market economies, or you don't. There's no in-between. And part of that market... <laughs> Actually, is it in between? Part of capitalism uh, is how people how people compete for jobs. So apparently, we don't have anybody as smart as foreign people. Well, this this guy's obviously a smart person. He's done lots of successful businesses, but but the fact that we have to go outside to find quote better talent. Don't we have enough talent here? I mean, and, and if not, why don't we have better talent here? Um, is that a reflection of our educational system? Maybe. We're not uh, stupid. Because we have guaranteed student loans here. We don't really care about educating things. We only care about getting money from the federal government for guaranteed student loans and paying it to the universities. Okay. Okay. So anyway, that's uh, that's my take on it. So uh, here's uh, our next thing uh, is what I really liked uh, this week, the Immigration Homeland Security. If you didn't see it Friday morning, there's uh, on TV uh, Jeff Sessions and John Kelly, our Homeland Security uh, Secretary, down at the southern border. Wow, they're really checking into this stuff. Trump administration launched an effort to crack down on illegal gangs this week, starting with Attorney General Jeff Sessions speaking about the administration's intention to take on the MS-13 gang. Uh, if you didn't know much about this uh, gang, um, here's some background. MS-13 is formed by El Salvadorian immigrants living in Los Angeles in the 80s. It's now in 40 U.S. states and parts of Canada, kind of like how uh, ISIS is coming into this country. We just let them in. And they spread. The brutality of the gang is reflected in one of its mottos, Mata Roba Viola Controla, which uh, I don't know what language it is, but apparently it means kill, steal, rape, and control. Um, 
I personally uh, translated that. Not. I understood the controller. Uh, the gang has been linked to a number of high-profile gang killings in the U.S., including September 2016 deaths of two teenage girls killed with baseball bats and a machete, and uh, just last month killing tied to satanic sacrifice. I think I heard that uh, they're, to get into the gang, your initiation is kill somebody. Under Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch, these kind of gangs flourish in the U.S., but Attorney General Jeff Sessions wants people to know that his Justice Department intends to go after them. Let me state this clearly. Under President Trump, the Justice Department has zero tolerance for gang violence. Transnational criminal organizations like MS-13 represent one of the gravest threats to our American safety. If you are a gang member, we will find you. We will devastate your networks. We will starve your revenue sources, deplete your ranks, and seize your profits. I guess my biggest question is, if this gang's been in existence since the 80s, why have we ever tolerated their existence? I don't know, because um, there's more important things like legalizing marijuana or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. There seems to be there seems to be when when did the when did the country go off on two two separate tangents? One that says, hey, uh, get a job, go to work, pay your bills, support your family. If you have kids, teach them some respect. And then, uh, hey, the government owes us something. The other trail. Well, the good news for us, though, living in California, is that once they make this a sanctuary state, at least these guys can hide out here. Right? Yeah. You know? The definition of a sanctuary state. Sanctuary state. A place where uh, the property values go down and the crime rates go up. You want to see a new real estate bubble, uh, just vote this to be a sanctuary state. So Sessions wasn't the only member of the administration to deliver tough remarks this week. Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly gave a speech at George Washington University Center for Cyber and Homeland Security. He didn't mince words when it comes to the attacks of our Homeland Security border enforcement and law enforcement departments are under, specifically the attacks they received from Democrats. For too long, the men and women of my department have been political pawns. They've been asked to do more with less and less and less. They are often ridiculed and insulted by public officials and frequently convicted in the court of public opinion. If lawmakers do not like the laws that we enforce, that we are charged to enforce, that we are sworn to enforce, then they should have the courage and the skill to change those laws. Otherwise, they should shut up and support the men and women on the front lines. I like it. I like I like uh, feeling good about our country and our leaders. I can't I can't even add anything to that. That was so eloquent and well stated. The only part missing is we were talking, as you said earlier, it's a Democrat officials that are the ones that are giving these guys a hard time. Exactly, and uh, so he also had some dismal news about the threats of terrorism we continue to face in America thanks to the expansion of ISIS. The threat to our nation, our American way of life, has not diminished. In fact, the threat has metastasized and decentralized. And the risk is threatening us today in a way that is worse than we experienced 16 years ago on 9-11. As I speak these words, the FBI has opened terrorism investigations in all of our 50 states. And since 2013, there have been 37 ISIS-linked plots to attack our country. Didn't Obama say that things were, be- were great in the, in the world? No terrorism. We got, uh, we got al-Qaeda on the run. Obama, you know, Bin Laden's dead, and ISIS GM, is a JV group. Yeah, right? the, the JV squad—they really aren't very good, and they just keep infiltrating. Hey, you know what? There's open door in the southern border. 
So uh, it's not just Mexicans coming over from Mexico. It's uh, the ISIS guys know that there's people that uh, oppose the border. So they say, oh, well, as long as there's no border wall, let's just go to let's go visit Mexico and then kind of sneak over the border while we're there. I don't know. Just seems uh, unusual to me that people would think this is okay. Um, and while we're talking about uh, talking about terrorism, uh, three people were killed in Fresno this week by a gunman named Corey Ali Mohammed, who chanted "God is great" before gunning down the innocent victims. Oh wait, 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 wait! He didn't say "God is great." He said it in Arabic, "Allahu Akbar." Yes, there's a difference, Ed. Surprise, a surprise! And apparently, this guy was a uh, was uh, hated white people. There's a whole bunch of stuff on social media that he hated white people. And uh, despite the clear reference to the to Islamic extremism, Mohammed will only be charged with a hate crime rather than tried as a terrorist. Here's Fresno police chief. We do not believe, based on the information we have today, uh, that this is a terrorist-related crime. Uh, based on the information that we have been provided and our investigation has shown, is that this is solely based on race. And... Um, it has nothing uh, to do with terrorism in spite of the statements that he made. He did clarify that the reason he had made that statement in the event that anything did happen to him, uh, that he he was, in fact, pledging his allegiance to, to God for protection. Okay, once again, that's not what he said. He didn't say, I pledge my allegiance to God. He said, Allah Akbar. That has a definite different meaning, Ed. Yeah, it's uh, the, the God that us Christians... Uh, 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 pray to and that we respect and call our call our maker is uh, not the same God that they call Allah. Well, yeah, and and the, you know, the problem is too, and this is my biggest fear because we just had another attack in Paris as we're going, you know, as we're going on the air here, and uh, and my fear is that this is going to become so commonplace that we're just kind of we become callous to it. It's like, oh well, it was, at least it was only three people dead. Yeah, we you only. Know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, uh, hey, you know what? Those that attack in England uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, there was a couple from Utah there that were uh, just seeing the sights. They're outside the parliament building celebrating their 25th anniversary with a Europe trip. And the guy went home dead. I mean, this this is like becoming the new normal. Yep. And uh, people, people, hey, wake up, folks. Wake up, folks. See what's going on around you. And see what see what our new uh, presidential uh, administration is doing. They're heading us in the right direction. Hey, uh, Godspeed, President Trump. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't listen to the to the naysayers because you know what you and your administration know what's going on and what needs to happen. Any last last comments, Scotty? No, no, I'm excited. Uh, I think this is great, and uh, like you said, let's uh, just keep up more of the good work, President Trump. All right, hey, we're out of time for this uh, episode of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman. Uh, thanks for listening to the main event. I'll be back again with you next week. The content in this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views expressed by those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB Number 096199. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.